This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Uh, what's going on, Taylor, and everybody at home? Those of you watching, um, we're here to officially report that uh, Christmas is canceled, and, um, and that's it. That's it. Everybody can go home. Um, that's that. Patriots win. Yeah. And when okay, win, so disclaimer, I am at my girlfriend's family's house right now, and I thought I was locked away. Um, I'm in her grandmother's room right now. Yeah, clear <laughs> as evidenced by her grandmother. She just, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to super close the door. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> This is the kind of thing that's gonna happen on uh it's gonna it's gonna happen on Christmas. I cannot lock the door. <laughs> I don't even think she noticed. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of thing that can happen on Christmas, and it's understandable, and everybody at home understands it as well. Uh, because everyone at home is mad and sad. Um, and it is what it is, and this is where we're at right now with um, you know, the Patriot situation, and we might as well put it up here on the screen. Uh, this is all people care about at this point, yeah. and the Patriots have now fallen to fourth from second. That's bad. Yeah, it's that's bad. It's 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 very irritating, and it more so that it happened in the way it did, where you want so badly to feel good for Zappy and for Chad Ryland, because those are two guys who've obviously dealt with so much adversity. And have managed to overcome it. Christian Barmore having like a hat trick. There were so many good things. Whereas, like an actual, you know, Patriots fan, you're excited about, you know, looking at the future and things like that. But the reality is that I still am not convinced that Zappy is the future of this team. Now, with the fourth overall pick, you can still trade up. If you can't trade up, you can. You're still in the range to take Jaden Daniels. Like all is not lost. But what you still have to play the Jets. So. It's likely, you know, there's a decent the, chance that they could win another game, and that's when and the Jets you really done close a wrench in today. plans. Yeah, the they could. They, commanders could have uh, pulled one out. They couldn't. Then the uh, Panthers almost pulled one out. They didn't. They were that close to the number one overall pick. Instead, they go down to fourth, and, you know, again, a decent chance that they slide even further, which is not great. It's not great. No, and it sucks that we're doing this, and it sucks that – why is O'Shea Brissett on my screen? I don't need him. Uh, it sucks that we're doing this because this isn't a post-game show. This is just pissing and moaning over, you know, the Patriots draft, draft slot losing. And you knew that this was a possibility late in the year with that Jets game, and you never know how that was going to go. And they could have given it away there, which would have been doubly frustrating. But now you're starting to throw other things into play 
uh, as, as you know, in addition to falling down to potentially, you know, like fifth, sixth, seventh is now in play. That's not great, you know. No, no. So, so many. I'm still processing and trying to figure out how I feel about this one. Um, mm, I will say the positive is that again, I am not totally convinced that Zappy is the guy. Well, still. I'll tell you this: uh, the Commanders but, will. Really quick, real quick. I, I I don't have it in front of me, but there's no way from a strength of schedule perspective that the Patriots, if they hold it four wins, won't won't surpass the Commanders. Because the Commanders will have a tougher schedule because they play the Niners and the Cowboys and the Patriots play the Bills and the Jets. So that strength of schedule is going to tick just forward um, there. If you see, you know, by my calculations, and I'll put it up again, you see them right now with their win percentage, 522 and 520. There's no way that's not going to tick up a little bit with the two opponents that they have remaining. So I feel like there's, there's still a shot here at that three. And when you're talking about Chicago and Arizona and the idea that one, if not both of them, may consider uh, holding on to their quarterback, um, you know, I doubt that's going to happen. But there is a world in which you're still getting your guy at three if that's what you wanted to do. But things have gotten more complicated. But anyway, uh, Zappy, being the answer or not being the answer is where you were right now. Yeah, I mean, you see the flashes where it's like, okay, he's got some of that purdy in him where he doesn't impress you athletically. Like, you know, he doesn't have great running ability. His arm isn't great, but he can push the ball downfield. You see him making accurate passes. His pocket elusiveness, I feel like, has gotten better by the week. Totally. And this week, yeah, you really has. saw it. Yeah. Like, he's he's finding space. There's guys around him. And there was the one play. And another thing I like about him is that you do see there's some – progression from week to week where there's like a throw that he tries one week and doesn't make and then tries again the next week and actually gets it I thought that we saw that with the pop throw where last week it was a similar play where he had pressure kind of like ran up in the pocket and let it loose pop is wide open and he almost throws an interception that the guy just drops this time it was very similar where he had pressure made a free rusher miss kind of same thing where you run up into the pocket kind of get that moving forward start and he let it go and he put it out of the defender's reach and pop did a great job adjusting and extending for it so there's definitely a part of me that's like okay i'd like to see what happens if you give bailey a good offensive line where you don't have three holding penalties in a night and get sacked twice and you know if he had a better complement of receivers because obviously right now like he's yeah, but to his credit, I wouldn't—I don't know about elevating, but you know he's out there with Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, Burrow Brown, Jalen Rager was pretty much the X receiver instead of Devontae Parker, who was more of the Z because he was their top guy left. Um, you know, you see that he's able to compete in these games and against you know not great teams, but good enough teams that were in the playoff hunt at least, uh, and you know was able to actually move the ball and have some success. So. I don't. I still think it's too early, and we also have to understand that this was like the third quarter where they exploded. That there was nothing in the fourth quarter until the very end of the game, and he did put the fourth quarter drive together. So I don't want to take away from what Zappy did today because I think again you do see that he's making some growth every week, but at the same time, there's still plenty of you know moments where his accuracy is not great. Like anytime he saw blitzers coming at him, his accuracy just went out the window. So there's still very glaring holes and the consistency is not there for you to be like, Hey, maybe we go into next year thinking this, he could be the guy. I think right now, you know, that Zappy could be a good backup, like a legitimately good backup, but I still am not sold on him being a consistent starter. That's the problem. If he were, you know, 
somewhere between where he is now and where Brock Purdy is now. And you thought, oh, you know, you put enough around, uh, you know, this guy, you, we could be okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if people necessarily think that. I do think the fun game that we can play is, and I'll ask you this outright, I don't think you can, I mean, I think it's fairly clear how the Patriots felt about Zappi um, because they cut him outright at the beginning of camp. I didn't even think he was worthy of a backup spot. Uh, you know, weird shift carousel, whatever they did all season long at that backup QB position, um, which, you know, has been perplexing, but he's, he looks so clearly better than his predecessor, just in terms of mm-hmm. comfort, ability to step up in the pocket, make throws, doesn't see ghosts as much. But you did mention he was getting a little spooked under pressure and rushing some throws. Um, sure, but he's not, you know, he's not doing what Mac was doing and what ultimately cost Mac his job. That being said, the game everyone's going to play here is if they realize three, four games in, if Mac was on a shorter leash and they pulled the plug on him two, three, four games into the season, what would the Patriots record be now? And then how would you feel about the team? What? Let's say you pulled, you know, right now you're so close to that top two or top three pick, anything that anything positive is just like, oh, come on. But if they, if they made the switch earlier, is this a six-win team, a seven-win team? Not to say that, that I think that's the worst place you could be in the NFL right. because yeah. you're stuck in the middle. Uh, but – I'm, it, it might change the conversation around, you know, you know, what you're going to do and what you need and how you need to improve going forward. I think definitely you can kind of assume that they would have won more games. Like you just think about the Colts game. Like Bailey probably makes the throw where all you have to do is just, you know, throw it anywhere in Mike Kosicki's vicinity and he's going to come down with a touchdown and you go into the bye week with a win most likely. Instead, obviously, you know, Mac just all the beatings he's taken over the past two years – caught up to him and that was the game where you saw okay you may have to do something because his confidence is completely gone um so I do think they would have had a few more wins especially since we always talk about how you know the defense gives them the chance late and they don't do anything with it and uh the thing is I think I don't think having put him in like week four would have been the cure-all because I also think that more time in the system and learning has been big for him because we saw in the summer like there was a huge disparity and he did not really function well in Bill O'Brien's offense and I I I find it hard to just assume that he would have done well early on in the season but I think the time that he got to sit on the bench and learn and you know go through the week and adjust to the system really did help him but I also think that yeah you know Maybe you do it like around week. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, that, that's kind of a pointless game. But I do think if you kind of maybe waited to like mid mid season, mid to late mid season, and put him in, they probably have like two or three more wins. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets, and with over twenty eight million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO. 
for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And now all of a sudden, did you mute me? I unmuted you. <laughs> um, it changes the conversation a little if you do fall into who knows where land. And that could be into the six or seven spot where you don't think a quarterback is worthy anymore. And you draft one in the second round. Now you've completely changed what it is you're doing and how you're doing it. And you've taken someone that's more of an unknown or a flyer who might not come in and be a day one starter. If you draft Williams or, or May, of course, you know, you're likely handing the keys over to them and just say sink or swim, kid. Um, but it does change. I'm not saying for the better. It just changes what might happen. And I'm going to warn you right now, I have to pop into the next room for a split second while you answer this question uh, or address it because I have to grab my charger before I power down and you're on your own for good. So have at it. Was this a question that I got? Okay. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just talk about whatever you want to talk about? You, you okay, do. I was you. like, all right, yeah. so let's talk about Christian Barmore. All right. Is he an all pro? I'd like to actually no, hear no, what you no, guys No, I'm not leaving here. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm just okay. kidding. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you oh. want. Okay. I'm so confused. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, Christian well, Barmore. You, I really... you can't talk about Barmore when I go in the next room and I got a, I got a zappy graphic on the screen. Okay, man. All right. I'm sorry. I all right. What else about Zappy? Um, all right. Then. Tell us why uh, you love Bailey Zappy. Yeah. All right. I'll find something else to talk about Bailey Zappy related instead. Um, that's all right. Here, let's think about ahead. like I've changed the graphic. Do your bar more. Oh go, my go god. Get okay. Go get okay. All right. No, I, I, I have freedom. Yeah, Barmore. He's a monster. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we have to talk about him. We can talk about Zappy. You know, I, I think we pretty much covered it, right? Bailey Zappi, he is a good backup from what we've seen because he's got you a few wins, but he's also been inconsistent. He's also been the guy who can't put a full half of football or more than a first half of football together. This week he struggled early on and then had a great third quarter. I thought even towards the end of the second half he was all right. But again, I think we know what Zappi is. He had a great game today. Still need to see more from him before I think we make any, you know, big declarations. But Barmore... Man, I really do. So I was saying this, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw this week I was saying he's a legitimate defensive player of the year, or I'm sorry, uh, all pro candidate. I got excited there. He's a legitimate all pro candidate. And the reason I say that is because since week six, he's like top five or top 10 in a lot of major statistical categories for interior defensive linemen. And that's just the numbers. When you go beyond the numbers and you look at, okay, yeah, he's got the sacks, the pressures, even when he's not actually affecting the play, you see that he's taking on double teams. He's not moving at the point of attack. He's making things easier for other people. He's getting pressures. He's beating people so quickly that sometimes the quarterback's getting it out, but you see an offensive lineman on the ground. 
that down-to-down consistency is something that I think is what you look for for somebody like an all-pro type player. Not only that, you saw today how he can completely take over the game. And it wasn't the first time we've seen it either. We've seen, you know, not to the tune of a hat trick in terms of sacks. Hasn't been that dramatic. But we've seen plenty of times where, you know, games are on the line and Barmore is the one who's in the middle of, the, of everything and making things happen. So, man, he's just continues to impress me. I don't know what they're waiting for with the extension. Like, sign him now. He's only going to get more expensive. Uh, you talk about guys who are playing their butts off late in the season, which I think is a lot of people. I Clearly, this team hasn't quit. Uh, but the effort and just the production and the way that he is just manhandling people, I think that you got to – one, the extension is a no-brainer. But I think now you got to start thinking about him in terms of like, all right, is he a pro bowler? Maybe not all pro because interior defensive line is such a stacked position. I understand if he doesn't make that. Like, I get it, especially because he didn't get really dominant until about a month into the season. But in terms of pro bowl or some kind of recognition, I think he deserves it because, I mean, especially what he did now with primetime on a national stage, just absolutely dominating a pretty solid offensive line. Yeah, and so they won't sign him because they just don't sign guys and they let them go into their contract year and then they say, go out there and find whatever it is that you think uh, you're worth and if it's uh, something we can match, we will. And if not, we'll let you walk. And that used to work when it was like, hey, it will pay you roughly the same, but you get to come back to a team that competes for the Super Bowl. It doesn't work like that anymore. So it depends who's making the decision on a guy like Barmore. If it's Belichick, I would say we're going to be headed for another one of those situations, which is going to be extremely frustrated and they'll frustrating and they'll be priced out. Um, And uh, if he keeps playing like this and they'll shrug their shoulders and they'll say value, value, value. And they'll put nine special teamers uh, on the worst special teams, you know, nine special teams, only players on the worst special teams unit in the NFL. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's how they'll do business. If they do something different and someone else is making the call. Yes. Barmore's a guy you absolutely need to lock up right now. You know, if you ask yourself the question we've asked earlier in the year, Taylor, like, who are the keepers here, right? Like, who do you envision three, you know, three years from now being a Patriot? Are you wanting to be a Patriot? And the answer, sadly, is like Gonzalez and Barmore. And that's it. Um, Maybe you could find one or two other guys who'd be good, you know, you know, you know, complimentary players and this and that. But those might be the only two, like, absolute keepers on your roster that you you know that you would want right now and one of them you only say so I'll play a handful of games before he got hurt so yes Barmore is automatically and he is playing like a man lately uh even more so and he just keeps getting better and better uh he's a beast he's a beast he's absolutely somebody you got to keep around if you can yeah yeah but they won't but they won't but they won't I, I, I mean he does if if there's anybody they're gonna pay it's a guy like him where he doesn't leave the feet like he can play every down. They haven't had a defensive tackle who could really bring it on every down since like prime Vince Wilfork. Even Vince towards the end of his career, they weren't trying to really play him on pass wrestling situations. Like he's more of a run guy. They haven't had this in a very long time. Um, and not only that, but the consistency, he clearly has a lot of respect from the people in the locker room and interior, like pass rusher period is a position where you do pay people. And especially if it's the interior where it's really hard to get away from those guys and like a bar more where you can double team them. <laughs> and there are some guys like a Chris Jones where every once in a while, like they're just not really feeling it in terms of how they play the run. And if you double team them consistently enough, then you can move them. But Barmore has been stout at the point of attack. He's taking on a lot of people offenses are treating him like the biggest threat on the defensive line and he's still dominating. So I think that's the kind of guy that uh, absolutely, I I think he's somebody that they are going to pay just because there's 
with Tooney, at least you could say, okay, positional value, it's not quite there. Even if you disagree, Barmore, there's no argument not to pay him other than, yeah, he hasn't been healthy in the past, but he's healthy now and he's playing well and he's putting the work in and you can see Belichick clearly has a lot of respect for him. So yeah, I, uh, I, I think he's going to get paid. Okay. Well, that that's hopefully, um, you know, that's would be one positive coming out of this season if they're able to do something there. Uh, speaking of getting paid, you want to get paid, you want to get in on the action, jump in on FanDuel, uh, America's number one. <laughs> Uh, America's number one sports book, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media. You try to block it like this, uh, of the CLNS Media Network, and uh, the uh, official partner of the NFL. You can get in on any NFL action here. Broncos betters, money line betters. I'm sure we're really, really psyched, and then really, really upset uh, after what happened here tonight. But all you have to do is, if you want to cash in on this bonus. 150 in bonus bets. When you place a winning $5 money line bet, all you have to do is visit fanduel.com slash Boston. Once again, fanduel.com slash Boston. Make sure you check it out uh, and get in on the action. Uh, so Patriots down to the fourth pick. We know that now. Other takeaways from today's game, if there are any. And again, you know, as banged up as they've been <laughs> and as light and talent as they've been, I mean, still, you're doing this without, and again, not to always bring it back to Zappy, but you're doing this with a makeshift offensive line again. Yeah. Uh, you're doing this without your number one running back, and Zeke is just not, you know, that guy. I mean, he's you know admirably filling in, but you don't have Stevenson, arguably your most reliable offensive player. You're playing without Juju. You're playing without Bourne. Uh, you're playing without your binky Hunter Henry, and you're still able to do some stuff. So again. Has to be taken into consideration a little bit there in terms of uh, Zappy's overall efforts. It's just incredible how little's out there. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the offensive line, so I'm going to go through my notes real quick. So James Ferentz, who's basically been a coach, like he's he hasn't played. They've had all these injuries. This is the first time that they actually signed him to the squad, which showed you how desperate they were. He comes into the game, immediately allows a sack where he gets thrown to the ground. I think he was benched for the rest of the game. So that's, you know, that's how you start off. Antonio Mafia had three holding penalties. One might have been on Vidarian Lowe. Uh, I think it was called on Benarian Lowe, but it should have been Mafi. Um, there was a sack that where Zappi lost, where Trent Brown and Mike Nwanu both lost. Now, you know, I don't think that Nwanu struggled throughout the game, so I don't want to be too tough on him. And obviously Trent Brown is injured. He was subbed out for Benarian Lowe, so... Don't want to beat up on those guys too much. And then they couldn't run the ball super consistently either. So talk about the offensive line, man. Like They're in a really bad spot right now. But in the good side of it, I didn't hear City So's name get called. That's a positive. David Andrews had had a couple weeks where he, you know, allowed um, some bad pressures. Didn't hear his name. Uh, so in that regard, there were some positives, I guess, to take away. But still, just the lack of depth in the account. <laughs> like, they struggle as you expect them to. Um, but, hey, I mean, almost – more impressive that Zappi was able to pull this off and keep them afloat um, in under those situations. And I mean, when you have a defense like the Patriots have, it wasn't perfect. And I think they definitely, they said last week when it came to Mahomes making things happen, when things broke down, that uh, there were things they wanted to fix. Well, this week, I don't know how I tried to look and I, I couldn't figure it out. Juwan Bentley covering Marvin Mims, like, 40 yards downfield. I don't understand how that happened. I think it was just Bentley probably like going outside of his responsibility to try to make a play. I think if we look back on it and see the all 22, it's probably like, all right, good job, Bentley. Like good effort. Cause like clearly that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> um, but um, 
you know, the defense played a really good game and it was impressive that, you know, Bailey Zappi was able to make chicken soup out of chicken, uh, not soup. (laughs) I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but yeah. Yeah. Um, offensive line, scary, but Hey man, you got to tip your cap to zap and, uh, and those receivers as well. Yeah. Um, the uh, one thing I'll, I'll say, you can almost set your watch to it every every single week. There's a tweet from Taylor that says the defense deserves better than this. Um, I'll let you give some hat. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you are you are an advocate. You're, you want to make sure that they get their flowers and they get their love because they are continuing for the most part to put up uh, good performances, except for those back to back drives where the Broncos spit out 16 points in three minutes there. But. Um, outside of that, again, uh, you know, you can give a couple of hat tips and I'll let the viewers know at home. Uh, it's almost Christmas here on the East Coast. We are going to wrap it up just before Christmas. So all of you can, uh, you know, say Merry Christmas to a loved one rather than have to stare at our ugly mugs. Uh, so we'll wrap it up in a couple of minutes here. But any other hat tips to, uh, you know, to the defense? Taylor. Let's go through the notes. Miles Bryant made a ton of plays. Good for him. Guy that people I, g- love. Give me your forward. Jelani Tavai is around the ball observation. Always yeah, no. turnovers. I'm him serious, man. It's Tavai and Peppers every single every week. week. Last week they both did. Now Peppers isn't here. And you still see Jelani Tavai with the forced fumble. And credit to Dietrich Wise, too. Because I thought initially I saw that the Broncos fell on it. He went in the pile and ripped it out. And that was allowed Jeremiah Farms to get on that. So Dietrich Wise is another guy that doesn't get his flowers very often because of his role. Awesome job from him. Marte Mapu, well, ball magnet two weeks in a row. Last week he steals one. This week he forces another fumble. Like, I, I, I needed some validation on Marte Mapu because he quite literally had not made a play at all this season until last week. And my whole thing when he came out of college is he's really good around the ball and he can create turnovers and all this stuff. And I really think that once he gets more experience – and he's more comfortable in a bunch of different roles. Cause like he's a rookie playing safety linebacker and slot corner. It's going to be tough for those guys, communication and understanding your place in the defense while just adjusting to the NFL period. Um, but I really do think that with Marte Mapu, we're going to see like the growing pains of this year as positives with next year, he can line up wherever he wants. And he's that freak athlete with incredible range <laughs> and really good ball skills. Uh, so yeah, Marte again, Chad Ryland, man, I'm, I, I wish that the game would a field goal, you know, maybe that great field goal would happen later on and it hadn't won them the game. But bottom line, I'm so happy for him, really. He's such a great dude in the locker room. Seems really mentally tough, frankly, in terms of, like, the way he handles himself and carries himself around us. Like, he never really seems phased um, and clearly <laughs> works really hard. So I was happy for him. Uh, trying to see who else in my notes stood out. Pop Douglas. Um, he had the drop. I don't know if he even had a target after that, but he had yeah. the really big catch. Um, O'Brien used him a lot in empty formations. I really liked what I saw there. Um, cause I felt, I felt like he had, you know, he had his screens and everything, but no really big plays for a while. So that was really good to see. I think now it might make him one of their leading receivers. Um, and I'm going to see, was there anything else? And then Zeke with the, uh, play where he hopped over the guy and scored the touchdown. That was pretty cool. And, um, who else? Oh, the tight ends. I called another one, another one I had. Mike Gesicki, I said he was going to score today. I said I sensed a Gesicki's touchdown. And after halftime, people were like, oh, where is it? Where is it? I'm like, wait till he get in the red zone. Maybe a couple more times. He got the touchdown. So that was pretty <laughs> neat. Um, and then Farrell Brown doing his Farrell Brown thing. So, yeah. so there you have it. Once again, the Patriots um, have gone from the two dra- – a, a fun game. It's weird to not 
want wins because this was a great win uh, and, a, and a fun win and like a lot of drama and a lot of swings. But the Patriots moved from number two to number four in the 2024 NFL draft. That's a piece of coal in your stocking uh, tonight. Sorry, my friends. It is what it is. Uh, it's a tough one to swallow as you uh, as you head to bed uh, here and know that the Patriots now are not in line anymore for one of the top two quarterbacks unless they do something drastic or some other things happen. Uh, and that's where we are at with that. As we said, we're going to wrap it so you can run off and say a Merry Christmas to your loved ones. Uh, and, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to all of you out there. For those who celebrate, for those who don't, happy holidays. We love you. And we will see you during the week with a lot more Patriots content. But take some time off. Everybody chill. Um, we're, we're, we're still back at it at work tomorrow. Garden Report doing a post-game show following the Lakers and the Celtics. So any of you basketball fans want to jump in on that, that should be fun. Uh, we'll come at, we're coming at you right after the game. But, Taylor, Merry Christmas to you, my man. Merry Christmas, brother. Appreciate you. All right, we will. Appreciate you we'll all see as you. well. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.